Uh, we have the honor for years that the voice you hear after I finish JM and AM every Thursday is that of Charlie Harari. And with his international and very busy schedule, I pray that he's able to uh, uh, keep that going for us every single Thursday forever here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Our uh, show is called Unlocking Greatness. Again, it's Thursdays, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM. In the a.m., I asked Charlie to join me this morning because I was inspired by a recent talk that he gave in a very special place. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. What an honor to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate that. I just I need you to know that, first of all, I like your Yankee-Red Sox co- comparisons. <laughs> I like your Yankees-slash-Giants versus Jets-slash-Mets stuff. Uh, I wonder who, what non-sports fans do with your speeches, but I think they get it, basically. Uh, I love, because you know I'm a camp person, and I'm going to be up at Camp Missouri on Monday, please God. I love... Your uh, your <laughs> your uh, analysis of how men and women do things differently, uh, especially the way they go to summer camp and the way they take care of their stuff in summer camp. And being that Hask had their first day for campers yesterday in so many camps, like like, like I just said about Missouri, start this coming week at the beginning of the week. There's going to be a lot of that, Charlie, in the next couple of weeks between now and visiting day, right? Oh, absolutely. The guys are, are basically wearing the same clothes since they got off the bus. <laughs> That's just how it rolls. Like, especially if you got a kid under the age of 15, don't you don't need to do laundry. And He's you're, wearing what and, you put them on when, you're when, te- you, when you left the house. And you're telling me the young ladies actually do change their clothing. That, and you know that. That's that's the, what's what I get from my daughters. They, they're changing. I'm saying it's and until they marry the boys, the boys are not changing. That's you, know, you know what I said to someone yesterday because we were talking about this. We were talking about your your Hask speech, which I just referenced before. Uh, and I'll give the details in a minute. We were talking about it during the live lunch yesterday, and I said, uh, I said to my staff on the air, I said, you know, there's somebody that we know pretty well, really put together, nice guy, you know, like. Uh, certainly, you know, looks like a clean, regular guy, right? I said, when he was a staff member in cab, he never changed his sheet the entire summer, right? It was like, <laughs> which you, of course, you and I know is very common, right? I, I said, at the end of the summer, the sheet essentially started to disintegrate. Like, there, there was about, there was that 30% of a sheet left on his bed, you know, when we got to the last night of camp, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. But when, when, when my kid's going from camp, my wife has my, my girls' trunks, and they're all folded. And my wife take, basically takes my boys' trunks and throws out half of it. She's like, what happened here? <laughs> I love it. I'll tell you, the timing couldn't be better with camp starting. All right, Charlie Harari's with us. What prompted this, aside from his usual presentations for us each week, was a speech that he gave to the staff at Camp Hask this week. And a lot of these jokes and references that I'm talking about now uh, with him, uh, he mentioned, but you had such an important message, and isn't it ironic that Rabbi Yudin just quoted what he did at the end of his uh, Dvar Torah this morning? Um, because you you basically told the staff, and this may sound harsh because you didn't put it this way, but I think you'll agree with me, you basically told the staff that the only thing holding you back from greatness is likely you. That oh, the- Absolutely. And and you use the example, uh, and I and I don't want to go into too much detail because of the time. But you use the example of Yosef and his brothers, and the reason they didn't recognize him was because they had a certain filter, a certain lens that they were looking through, and they had convinced themselves, sort of like their mind played games with themselves, 
that they, they would not ha- would never have believed that that's actually their brother, as obvious as it should be, but based on his looks and his voice, that they should be recognizing their own brother. And you said the way people perceive and see through their own lenses and through their own filters, the way they see things, very often is what holds us back from accomplishing things. And I just, you know, it's funny. I asked you to come on, really have no topic other than just thanking you for that message and, you know, getting your comments about it as so many of us uh, are, are, you know, moving on to bigger and better things this time of year. Obviously, the Camp Hask staff would be among that group. And a lot of other people are graduating now, you know, from June and, you know, moving on to other things. And uh, I think your message is one that's really important to keep in mind if people want to accomplish as much as possible. Thank you. And I appreciate you saying that. And, yeah, I mean, one of the greatest gifts we have that God gives us is the ability to see. And that's not just physically, it's something much deeper. And the greatest gift you can give somebody else is to see something in them that they didn't see in themselves. And I, I can, I mean, I can tell you my own personal story, you know, not that I'm one to learn from, but um, I rem- last week I was in the supermarket with a guy, a, 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 an educator named Yotav Eliach. He runs a school in five towns. And I stopped him and I said, I want to tell you, when I was in 12th grade, in school, they didn't pick me to go on senior seminar because they didn't think I was a good enough representative or role model to the kids. And I was a tough kid and I was whatever I was in high school. I was not the best student to put it mildly, but I was broken that like the school wouldn't like think that I was worth, you know, I was a good guy and he picked up the phone and called me. Can you imagine? And said, what were they thinking? You're an incredible guy. Like, how could they not see past the fact that you can't sit in class, that you shouldn't be around kids? They were wrong. And I saw him last week, and I said, I got to tell you, that you did for me, I never forgot that. You saw something in me that no one in the world did. And as a result, I saw something in myself that no one did. And the ability to see the greatness in others and the ability to believe that Hashem sees that greatness in us, in the challenges and the opportunities He gives us, is the, the, key, the but, key. Before you get to God's role in this, which I do want to get to, obviously, and I want to get to the Modani quote, but before that, does, and you told the funny Warren Buffett story, which people, again, go to the go to YouTube, everybody. Look at Hask, uh, Charlie Harari from the last couple of days. You'll, you'll see it's worthwhile listening and watching. Uh, is it only when someone else does it? In other words... If not for someone else opening one's eyes to their own abilities, would they ever discover it themselves? If they're looking for it. If they're looking for it. Meaning you, you have to see it in yourself, too. There's no question. That and, you don't, and you don't necessarily need a friend or relative to point it out to you. Or, or a stranger. No. Or a stranger. You don't necessarily right, no. need that to happen. No, you, you can wake up in the morning and look at yourself and see it in yourself. Um, that, that for sure, if you can do that. And then you said that the, uh, that the, again, the next step is that we have to remember we were created by somebody who, who sees that in us every single day. And that is the Bechemla Rabba Emunasecha and you and Rabbi Yudin just explained that that Rabba Emunasecha means that God has the faith in every human being, has the faith for them to realize their full potential. And that if, yeah. 
And I guess we could say if one if one starts down that road, God's going to only encourage them as they continue, right? Absolutely. And in fact, one of the things that's very hard to say, but I believe is true, that the challenges that God puts in front of you are actually His way of believing in you. Now, I don't want to. No one should, should suffer in any way. Right. And there should be no right. pain. And but. Right. But most people, when they hit a challenge, the reason why they can't get past that challenge is because they think that they're being distanced from God, like as if they lost, like as if, like, if I were better, or if this didn't happen, or this is bad luck, or God doesn't like me, or something along those ways. And that thinking is what gets them, blocks them from overcoming it. But if they would just flip it and say, wait a second— the Navy SEALs are given the hardest challenges, right? The, the Olympic athletes are giving the hardest op- obstacles. If God is giving me a challenge, what he is saying to me is, I know you may not think you can get through this. I believe you can. And by the way, no. and by, I'm sorry for interrupting, but by the way, that is when one is, when one is designated as a low yutzlach or, one themse- or they themselves go around saying, oh, woe is me, woe is me, everything always goes wrong. The same exact circumstances, another person might say, ah, here's where I thrive. Here's where things go right. Here's where I prove my worth and I, and I can march on to success. It's all in the, in, in the way they view the challenges given to them. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, they did a study on startup companies, and what they found was that most startup companies had to what we call pivot, which means basically change. And the difference between the companies that make it and don't make it is not the money they had. It's the attitude. The company that says, we're going to do it, we'll just switch, we'll turn, we'll adapt, we'll keep on rolling, it'll be great. They make it. And the company that says, what? We, we, we're not successful. What? We, we'll, this will never work. And, and that mentality is the most important ingredient that you need for success, is the perspective, like you said earlier, the perspective of I'm going to keep on going, I can do this, this is possible, there's something in me, I can't wait to bring something new out that never happened before. And you see it across the board. You yeah. see it across the board in health and in, in financial and spirituality in child raising, that that perspective of I can when you see it in yourself, and especially when you see it in others, that that's the difference maker in the end. Charlie Harari is with us on this Friday morning broadcast. Check out, go to YouTube, check out his speech to the staff at Camp Hask uh, before the campers came up this week. Um, you'll 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 see a really comprehensive look at this message and hear some great stories. Um, I got to ask you a crazy question, um, <laughs> and people sometimes say I focus on the calendar too much. Is it? I I pointed out yesterday to my staff that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that so many people in our community are going through a transition right now because that whole school year thing, you know, June to July is a big change for teachers, for students, for graduates, you know, and and for us, it's just you know going from June into July, it's just you know just another month of the year, and you know we sometimes forget that. You know, there's downtimes and and uptimes. You know, in terms of when people are paying more and less attention because you know, uh, because they're in a, an educational environment. Let's put it that way, or an academic environment. Do, is it now for you? I assume that you're more similar to us in that you're you're basically a twelve month a year guy at this point who's essentially doing the same stuff in August that you're doing in February. I assume, right? With right. that with that in mind, is it strange addressing? the camp crowd during this big transition week for them 
when they're you know really setting everything they've done this school year completely behind them and embarking completely new on what for many of them is a totally new project? I love it. And in fact, I was actually talking to a Weinberger about it recently, about the air and how the environment is so powerful to us. And the fact that there is this environment now of change, of growth, of potentials, it affects everybody. It affects what I do every day, even though it's very similar to what I did two, two months ago. But there is nothing more powerful than looking at people and seeing them feel like there's a possibility for something new. And the feeling that we have in June right now, for those who are not in camp or not in the academic world, try to tap into that because even if it's not happening every single day, the truth is every day of our lives, we should feel that way. Like you told me this, Nachum, and I think about this all the time, that sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you're so excited to start your day. And like that excitement of newness in Judaism, God wants us to feel new every morning, every night, every Shabbos. So that macro newness that we're all experiencing, really, if we just sort of focused on it, we can bring it into our lives and feel it every day. And that's how we're supposed to feel. That's how we become great. Interesting. I, it's funny how I said that yesterday without saying it the way you did, that we got to tap into that, that we have to, you know, for those of us who are, you know, 12 month a year people who are, again, essentially doing the same thing during the summer that we're doing, you know, in the middle of the winter, we, we've got to tap into that energy that the whole community is feeling right now of this renewal, a new season, etc. Um, and uh, I hope I'm successful at doing that, frankly. Sometimes you get bogged down and mired into the day-to-day. Sometimes it's hard to tap into the uh, to the refreshing part, the refreshing part of the community, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and in fact, I mean, listen, in, in the world of in the Bali Hasidah, say all the time that the greatest the greatest problem with a sin is that it convinces you that you're a sinner. Right, the sin's gone. You did something wrong. You stumbled. You fell. Okay. The problem is you wake up in the morning and you're not new. You're supposed to wake up every morning. You're supposed to wake up morning. And go. Today's a brand new day. Nothing. Whatever happened happened. Right. Trust the future. That excitement of things are new happens when you see people that are getting married or they're starting a new college. When you see people step into a job for the first time, there's a, there's a freshness. We can manufacture that. I mean, it sounds crazy, but we could do it every day, right. for sure, every week. Um, and if we did, we take what seems like a mundane life, and we would, we would totally, you know, enliven it. Right. And, and in a way, we're doing it when we say Shachazarta binishmasi, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're it's, it's one of the ways of doing it if we really uh, internalize those words. Anyway, uh, what can I say? I've said this to you before. You know, there's certain, <laughs> certain presentations you make that really have a positive effect on me. I was driving back from a wedding job. I put it on in the I put it on in the car, and I, you kept me awake and you kept me inspired. Simple as that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm honored by that. Thank and by you. the way, I don't know. I I gotta check the midos of somebody who sits with a uh, a Boston fan and watches the uh, giant uh, uh, Patriots <laughs> Super Bowl with them. I really, you know, I got I gotta Listen, start judging whether you're being too hard on those guys or not. <laughs> we have no rachmanus on anyone from Boston in football. That's it. There's no rach. Like I said. They were once called Super Bowls, now they're called New England Invitational. 
<laughs> I love know, it. Hashem has shined his, his favor on Boston when it comes to football, so they, they deserve whatever they're going to get in the loss. By the way, check out Charlie's speech. You get to learn how he became a staff member at Camp Ask. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fun. That's pretty funny also. And by the way, I lo- and I'm not disparaging any other academic institution. You know, my kids are split between many different colleges and stuff in terms of where they go, but the, 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 the comparison and the words that you had about Yeshiva University were also amazing. So, yes, yeah. All right. Uh, I thank you. I thank you for everything. Thank Have a you. wonderful shop. It's been a great summer, a refreshing start to the brand new season. Amen. <laughs> Charlie. Honored to be part of this. I appreciate that. Shabbat Shalom. Charlie Harari, he is uh, with us Thursdays here at the Nalcom Single Network with Unlocking Greatness right after JM and the AM. And this week, we got to eavesdrop on his presentation to some young, amazing, incredible staff members at Camp Hask. You should check out that video on YouTube. It is time to say good Shabbos with Journeys at JM and the AM.